Buckeye football. Michigan Buckeye football. Midwest Buckeye football. Guess what? We're back. It was a good win. We won by nine. Uh, the most that any top five team has beaten Nebraska by. So, good win. I mean, that's a catch game. Everybody tried to say, well, oh, yeah, you should beat them by a lot more. Nah. Oklahoma beat them by seven. Michigan State beat them by three in overtime. Michigan beat them by three in the last minute of the game. They are a competitive team. And everyone can say what they want to say. But the reality is that we beat a team that plays tough versus everybody. And no shame in in uh no shame at all in winning by nine points. So great game, guys. Uh take this week off. We do have quite a few things that we we need to work on. So let's get into the good, the bad, the ugly. The good is five sacks on the defensive line. Amazing. Great job. I think it's the fourth or fifth game in a row. We had five plus sacks. Really proud about that. The bad is we have to find a way to tighten up on our zone um, to stop the underneath. We have to find a way. Um, the ugly is we couldn't. We can't stop a running quarterback. We have issues in stopping a running quarterback. I mean, he he could have ran for a lot more than the 51 yards because it was a couple times and let me just say quarterback running in general our quarterback didn't run enough it was several times he could have ran and took the three four yards and kept the play going so and the fact that their quarterback could run at leisure in my mind i mean if he doesn't get sacked the amount of times that he got sacked he got sacked uh five times so i don't know what the negative yardage on that was but he had 18 carries 51 yards let's just say the sacks came out to be 25 he would have had 18 carries for 76 yards, which is really a really good average for a quarterback. You just want to pick up a couple extra yards to keep the freaking play moving. So we can get into the game stats. CJ Stroud threw the ball 54 times. I don't like that. So what do you have? Four and five yards. Not impressed. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Inter- interceptions were balls that he shouldn't have threw. The first one on the sideline, he was trying to thread the needle. If you run for three yards and you slide, which doesn't make you a running back, you help us out. You keep the play alive. Instead, you force it. Uh, Trading out Henderson, I felt bad for the kid because he couldn't get enough protection to freaking run the ball. 21 carries, 92 yards, 4.4 yards a carry. Jackson Smith, the Jigwa, I mean, 15 receptions. I think he probably had 18 targets, 240 yards, one touchdown, a 75-yard run that's long. Chris Olave, 7 for 61 with a touchdown. Trevion Henderson did catch the ball, so 6 for 44. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., 2 for 25, but he did have a couple drops. Julian Fleming, he got robbed. He definitely got robbed. He caught that pass on the sideline. Great body control, and it shows me I can't wait to get that guy out there. He's a big, thick receiver. It looks like he's about 6'2", 220. I, what I want to see from him, and I think the pros want to see from him, show that you can set the edge in blocking. 
I think the big thing is that if you can show that you're going to be a great route runner, you're not going to be a burner, and you're willing to block, you will get drafted high. Because guess what? The NFL is based off a lot of one-on-one. One-on-one route running, one-on-one catching, one-on-one blocking. And I think he can do a great job at that. Uh, Jeremy Rucker, three catch, 13 yards. Um, They're pretty much wrapped up, the wide receivers. Defensively, let me go back to Nebraska. I'll take that back. Adrian Martinez, 16 to 31, 248 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He had a 37.9 QBR. They ran the ball, total 113 yards, uh, 16 by the running back, 51 by Adrian Martinez. Uh, Their running back, Samori Torre, four catches, 150 yards, a 72 yard catch. He killed us. And the same thing that happened with Jahan Dotson. He killed us. So these guys aren't trying to have the number one receiver go over the top. They're killing us on a slant. Latham Ransom got beat on that slant, and he knew he didn't have any inside help, and he got beat. So that's an issue that we need to adjust uh, fairly soon. A fumble by each of the quarterbacks. Cody Simon, eight tackles. Ronnie Hickman at seven. Uh, Sacks by Ronnie Hickman, Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, John, uh, John Jean Baptiste, and Jack Sawyer. Uh, the amount of pressure that our front four got was tremendous. Uh, we did give up two sacks. And I tell you, they had a couple guys on that defense. They were afters. They did not quit. So stat-wise, we did fair. We did above average. Still, Chambers did have an interception. Emeka Abuka, we only saw him one time on kick return. He didn't catch any punt returns, which I was kind of upset about that because I didn't realize, didn't understand what was going on. And I think, I don't know, maybe the week wasn't the best week for him. Um, so that's why he, I'm assuming he didn't play. But to get to the snap count, uh, CJ Stroud had 88, 88 plays for a season high. Travion Henderson had 74 plays. So I think we're comfortable in knowing that Travion can play just about every down and every snap. And that we're comfortable and confident that he can succeed. I'm happy to see this gap early on. Wide receivers, Chris Olave had 87. Jackson Smith Jigga had 74. So let's just break the numbers down. Uh, 20% of the time, Jackson Smith Jigga was out there, the ball was thrown to him. That's remarkable. <laughs> That's a very remarkable stat. And let's look. Julian Fleming stepped up with Garrett Wilson being out. Now, he didn't get the targets. But he played 56 times and he didn't play 56 snaps. He didn't play last week. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is definitely separating himself as the top receiver getting ready to, to play. Um, and let's be real. This team has three first-round uh, wide receiver talents. Jack Smith, the Jigga, he doesn't have the overtop speed, but he's a great route runner, good hands. He's only going to get better. Uh, but we, we definitely – have talent at wide receiver. I think three of these guys, and who knows, Julian Fleming, uh, Marvin Harrison, Emeka Buka, Ballard. We're, we still have young guys that haven't even touched the surface, but they will because guess what? It's going to be two new starters next year, and everybody knows we like to go five deep. So it's going to be two new guys. Jeremy Record, 75 uh, catches. Something sorry, 75 targets. Thayer Munford, 88. Luke Weipler, 88. Nicholas Petit Friere, 76. Paris Johnson, 76. Dewan Jones. Matt Jones, 40. Donovan Jackson, 1. So what we did that I saw was that 
Thayer Mumford bounced around between guard and tackle. Uh, they're finding ways to get Matt Jones on the field. Clearly, they feel that Matt Jones is one of the best. Luke Weibler, man, he has to get better. And I know he's a freshman or I think a racer freshman, but he is a guy that um, he, he's not really setting the anchor. He's not hurting us in the sense of he's not getting beat every play. But we're used to always having a strong center here at Ohio State. And that's 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 the kicker behind it. Now, defensively, the defense ends. Zach Harrison, Tyree Smith each played 53 and 54 snaps, respectfully. Uh, JTT got 10 snaps. Jack Sawyer got five. JJB got 13. So defense attack was Teron Vincent had 41. Uh, Haskell Garrett had 12. So I'm thinking maybe something was wrong with Haskell because only him getting 12 was kind of off. Anton Jackson, 28. Jerron K, 17. Tyleek Williams, 15. I can't wait until Tyleek busted the scene. I mean, this guy is full of potential. I think he's going to be a guy's junior that goes to the league. I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the field next year. And the year after that, I think I know for sure he's a starter. Um, how about this, the big kicker at linebacker? Steel Chambers only played the second half and had 36 snaps. Unbelievable. Cody Simon had 30 down all game. Tommy Eichenberg, 23. Tarajo Mitchell, 11. So I think it's showing that Tarajo made his start, but he spent most of the game watching the game. I think it's showing that Cody Simon and Steel Chambers are better. And I think he's going to – I think he'll play somewhere else next year. This is his senior year here, but he had the, you know, the the granted year from – NCAA, but I think he's going to definitely be a transfer that gets out of here because he's like, hey, man, I 11 snaps is ridiculous for him. So at least that's how he feels. Cornerback Burke played 59 and is showing one more that they think this guy is going to be uh, a bona fide star. And seven banks, 46, Cam Brown, 25. We played three corners. Uh, and, and then that, well, I guess you, you got to consider uh, Marcus Williamson in a slide and Lathan Ransom. But Ronnie Hickman was 66 uh, snaps. Bryson Shaw was 65. Marcus Williamson with 38. Lathan Ransom, 28. Cameron Martinez, 5. I would love to see more Cam. And I think Cam is going to play a little bit more once Marcus Williamson graduates. I believe Cam and Lathan are going to compete. Still not happy with Bryson Shaw. Ronnie Hickman is a beast. But in due time, things uh, will definitely get get better for us for sure so but i want to get into the mvp for each side of the ball the mvp for the offensive side of the ball i think it's fairly easy with jackson smith the jake but 15 catches 240 historical year for a sophomore uh the most catches by the ohio state receiver in one game so that's groundbreaking <laughs> only 23 yards behind the record so that's well and defensively it's hard, but I would love to give it to Zach Smith and Tyreek. I mean, they shine against really bad offensive tackles. <laughs> but nonetheless, they they did shine. Now, the scheme offensively, I was a little upset. We did not run the ball, and I felt like you got to stop running these zone plays, these zone reads, if, if he's not going to keep the ball. He did keep it twice, and both of them were maybe one-yard gains that were not impressive at all um the tackling was kind of poor i um was not happy about that but we got to go back and work on that and on every time that 
Nebraska had a big play. The tackling was terrible. So, um, defensively, we have to learn how to tighten the zone. And what I mean by tighten the zone is that, yeah, you're running a zone, but your linebackers can't get seven yards of death and your safeties get 25 yards of death if the offense is running shallow routes. So we need to get a closer eye on what's going on, and the players need to react a little bit sooner. So, and guys have to respectfully play in their zone. So we have to play tighter, play more physical in the zone. Um, we're confident, and we're still growing in this new defense. Eventually, I just want to see this defense turn it up and, and just get really stingy at playing zone. So the talk around the Big Ten. The Big Ten, Minnesota disappointing. They they scored six points. They lost at Illinois, which is bizarre. Uh, Michigan State, the big kicker, 40-29. to 29. What a hangover game for Michigan State. Um, way to ruin it for us. <laughs> we were really expecting – I really wanted Michigan State to, to continue to be number three because guess what? It's nothing like knowing you're beating number three team. Now they're going to drop. And I think, to be honest, they, they'll be lucky to be the number eight team in the playoff rankings come because it shouldn't happen. Purdue's a competitive team, but they're not a great team. Penn State beat Maryland 31-14. Uh, Wisconsin smashed Rutgers 52-4. to And Michigan beat Indiana 29-7. Iowa beat Northwestern 17-22. to I mean, I'm sorry, 17 to 12. So that's the wrap-up around around the Big Ten. Next week, we play Purdue, and Purdue can score. And this is going to be a matchup next two games at home, the last game of the season on the road. So it's going to be a, a, a great matchup. But let's get to the first half when we couldn't really run the ball at all. We struggled. Offensive line, I think we, we need to do a better job just running – Less zone reads, less stretches, run a couple counters, run some slams, some power, and let's just get moving. Let's, let's move straight ahead. Sometimes you can't always run the stretch or the zone and get guys on the left or right. Let's get these big boys pushing the man that's right in front of them. Put the full back in the game and go straight ahead. Even if you got to go under center, go straight ahead, get the pushing. I think that's going to help. Or if you're going to run the zone read, actually read it and keep it. Those are my two suggestions. We didn't blitz enough in the second half. I felt like we gave him a lot of time back there. We relied on his four-man rush, and the seven guys continued to get beat. So I was hoping to also see Emeka Abuka. Um, Garrett Wilson had some on the slows injury. So I think having him back next week is going to be huge. Hopefully, Abuka can be more... Uh, uh, visual. Hopefully, they can get him some more plays in. But he had one play, and that that was it for the game. Stroud's two picks were not the best, and the fumble within the game, my Stroud really pissed me off. And um, he truly, the guy, the guy needs to get together. I don't think he's a bad player. He's he's confident in himself, but he has to realize taking those three or four yards makes those linebackers play close. And what that does, it helps you out in the long run because now your guys can't get double because they never consider you to be a runner, ever. So 
Let's go to the AP Top 25, though. We got Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State at 8, Michigan at 9, Oklahoma State at 10. So what I think the bowl projections are going to be in terms of 10 to 1, I think they have Texas A&M at 10. The committee, I believe, likes Texas A&M, and they're winning. Michigan. Hmm. Michigan. Possibly. Michigan State possibly at nine. And Michigan hopping them. Um, or it could be eight, nine, either one. Definitely Notre Dame at seven. Georgia one. Alabama two. Oregon three. Oklahoma four, Ohio State five, Cincinnati six, Notre Dame seven. That's how I think it's going to wrap out. Um, Cincinnati did not have an impressive win. And you got to keep them ahead of Notre Dame. That's the only reason why I think Michigan State stays at eight and Michigan at nine is because they did beat them in a head-to-head. Um. But I definitely feel that Oklahoma moved into number four since Michigan State lost. And the playoffs in the day, Georgia would smash Oklahoma. They wouldn't score at all. And Oregon wouldn't beat Alabama. But I think when it's all said and done, Georgia wins the SEC championship. Oklahoma wins the Big 12 championship. Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship, and Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship. So I think when it's all said and done, you have an Oklahoma at number two, and Oregon at number three, and Ohio State at number four. And you got Ohio State and Georgia. And that's going to be a hell of a game. And then you have Oklahoma, Oregon, which will be a hell of a game as well. So when it's all said and done, you get 12-0 Georgia, you get a 12-0 Oklahoma. You get an 11-1 Oregon. Well, I guess 12-1 Oregon, a 12-1 Ohio State. And I think that'll be the playoffs. I really do. I feel that would be it. And obviously, I'm around with the Buckeyes. We'll prevail. I, I believe Georgia, if we play at our peak, we can beat Georgia because we can spread them out. They'll put a shit ton of pressure on our quarterback. But at the same time, their quarterback isn't great to beat us. So our defense can apply pressure on them that can stop them from running the ball. Because guess what? Everything they do is predicate off the run. I feel we're strong to stack seven in the box and stop their running game. I feel that's something we can do. We haven't done it because teams always spread it out, but Georgia's not a spread team. So I would love to have a Georgia or, or Oregon in the first round. Not Oklahoma. Not that I'm scared of Oklahoma. But at this point in time, they spread the ball out, and they will be able to run and stay more balanced on us. But Georgia's a strictly run team. I know we can stop that. So this wraps up this week of Michigan Buckeye. Thank you for your time. Go Bucks.